whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you're staying alive, staying alive. Feel the city breaking and everybody shaking. And we're staying alive, staying alive. Ah-ha, ha-ha, ha-ha. alive, staying alive. Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha. Staying alive. <laughs> BG's staying alive, aka my new mantra. Hey, hi, and hello. Welcome to Creative Forever, the podcast dedicated to keeping you forever inspired, forever motivated, forever creative, and forever you. I am your host, Janet, aka JM, aka the voice inside your head, aka your biggest fan. And together, we're going to get some creative shit done. First up, a little check-in. I am still in New York City, uh, in Brooklyn, sheltering in place with Kate. Uh, We are still healthy. We are still not going anywhere unless absolutely necessary. Um, I'm not going insane, but I'm not not going insane. I, I like the being at home part. I like the working from home part. I don't like not being able to run out and run an errand or easily, relaxingly be outside. Um, Even when I take a walk, there's such anxiety about where's my mask? Is it on right? Don't touch your face. Once you put it on, don't touch anything again. You know, be mindful of others that aren't wearing masks or have them pulled down below their chin or don't, you know, care about the six foot rule. Like, There's so much going on when you're outside that it's hard for me to relax um, or it takes a minute for me to relax. And then I'm like, oh, fuck this. Let's go back inside. Um, So, yeah, that's where we are. But we are safe. uh, We are surviving. And I am making as best use of uh, my time inside as I can so that I stay sane and feel like I'm not getting behind um, with my goals for 2020. Because let's be honest, you know, we thought this was going to be a couple months, maybe three or four months. This is now, you know, the rest of the year, basically, definitely the rest of the uh, spring and and into the summer. Um, I think I will be working from home for the rest of 2020. Um, And that that's a different situation, right? So we can talk about that for a second. The idea of of working out of my home office for a few months was fine. I prefer to work from home. I have a home office and am very productive at home doing my personal work stuff, doing my writing, doing my podcasting, playing my video games, streaming, the things that I do in this office that are my work um, and fulfill me outside of my day job, right? Fine. My day job can come and sort of hang out in this office for a few months, but absolutely the fuck not 
for the rest of the year. <laughs> I don't want my day job in this room. I don't want this room to become my day job. So once I realized that that was sort of happening, first I panicked, then I got depressed. Now I'm in like the action stages. I've figured out a way to work in here without my day job stuff taking over the space. Um, it has its own corner kind of now and uh but knowing that the rest of the year is going to be some version of this some version of no routine some version of a new routine um I really want to make sure that I still accomplish some of the things I wanted to accomplish in 2020 all right, so we're going to talk about television today. Now, as you know, the world is watching a lot of TV right now. <laughs> the coronavirus crisis has led to a worldwide spike in viewership in people downloading streaming apps, all of that stuff. So TV consumption was up 60% in the United States alone for March with a spike in the middle of the day viewing and a decrease in primetime watching. And I also read that India's non-primetime viewing had an 81% increase. And uh, this probably was also around March. Um, and this just proves my point and <laughs> what I have been feeling forever, which is why we got to watch uh, TV at night right? 7, 8, 9 p.m. for TV shows. Why, 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 why? I think, <laughs> I know I've mentioned this before. I am not an evening person. I am not a nighttime person. Um, the evening is the time for me to be tired and generally unfocused and disappointed with life. And I mean it. Um, <laughs> I am not in sync with my mind, my body, my soul in the evening. All of my superpowers that uh, I have, I feel those at like 5 a.m. And by, you know, 6 p.m. And, and really, honestly, by 4.30, they're gone. Uh, I used to watch Game of Thrones on Mondays instead of Sunday nights at nine because Sunday night at nine, like I was not interested. I could barely stay awake. I wasn't as excited. But like Monday at 6 a.m., I was ready for bloodlust. My point is for a while there in March, people were just watching TV in the middle of the day thanks to streaming services, right? First time installs of Netflix were surging in Italy and Spain in March. And the New York Times reports recently that 74% of American homes now subscribe to some sort of streaming service. Um, and the number was not that high uh, before coronavirus. Um, that number went up by 2.5 million uh, subscribers between January and March of 2020. So a lot of people are streaming. A lot of people are watching television during the day. Um, what are they watching? Well, everything. And that makes sense, right? If you're stuck at home forever, you're more likely to take a chance on something you wouldn't normally watch. You don't have to prioritize your viewing as much. You're open to being surprised or disappointed or horrified <laughs> by what you see. If you're like me, you're open to feeling anything other than the crushing weight of anxiety and the overwhelming desire to get to a Best Buy or an Apple store. 
<laughs> I swear to God, I have never in my life gone this long without sauntering down the aisle of a gadget store and it's freaking me out. <sighs> my point is a lot of folks are opening up their viewership circles and trying some new stuff because they've got nothing but time. People are also doing a lot of rewatching or as a Hulu spokesperson calls it, comfort watching. Um, did you know that 11 million hours of the Golden Girls were watched on Hulu in April. 11 million hours of the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Oh my God. I love it so much. Um, you know what else people are apparently comfort watching on Hulu? Uh, cause it also had really high numbers. Law and Order SVU. Yep. Because nothing says comforting <laughs> more than watching Olivia Benson capture, what, sex offenders and rapists and killers, right? <laughs> oh, I love those two stats so much. They just make the whole podcast for me. 11 million hours of the Golden Girls and Law and Order SVU. <laughs> ah. So all of this has me really, really thinking about what I'm watching on TV and what I want to re-watch on TV. I would add the Golden Girls to that list, but I already watch the Golden Girls almost all the time, so <laughs> don't need to repeat watch that show. Um, but I wanted to talk about how we as creatives can use repeat viewing to our advantage, okay? Um, we can, with strategy, with intention, um, work on our creative observation skills as well as come to a better understanding of our own creativity, come to a better understanding of like what we're responding to, what we're not responding to, and also what others are responding to. So let's start with the repeat viewing pitch. You already know I am a big advocate for reading the same book more than once. And I feel that the same applies to repeat consumption of any other form of media, okay? Watching a TV series or a movie more than once, experiencing content multiple times, whatever it is, is a great way uh, to notice things you didn't notice the first or second time. Often you will connect with the material in different ways, depending on the place you are in your life during that time. Something you didn't even realize was happening when you watched something or read it or experienced it, listened to it at 15 will be very clear when you do so at 22. And the same thing will happen again at 45 or 60 or 80. We respond to creativity. We respond to work based on who we are in the moment, uh, based on memories from the past. So these things are always changing and evolving. And when you experience something multiple times, you get a sort of check-in with who you are there, a sort of flag in the sand about how you feel about certain types of ideas or material or people or music or anything because you're experiencing it again technically for the, you know, 13th time, but as that person for the first time. Another great thing to do if you decide to repeat view something is to pay attention to how others that are doing this with you are reacting to things. This is good because sometimes we get so sort of tunnel visioned 
about how we feel about something or how we think the world should feel about something. And that's not necessarily the case. And when you watch something and you're laughing, but the people next to you are not, or vice versa, or you totally don't understand it, but everybody else is really, really plugged in, that's informing you. That's telling you either about something that you respond to that others don't. It could be across race. It could be across gender. It could be age-related. These are interesting things to keep in mind as a creative. Hmm, I didn't laugh, but they did. I wonder why. Watching something actively uh, a second or third or fourth or 15th time, but with someone else, short of just drilling them with questions and making the experience not fun for others, um, this kind of thing can tell you a lot because otherwise we get in our heads, creatives, about like what's funny, what's not funny, what's going to make people cry, what's not going to make them cry. You ask three people what the best part of a movie is, Oftentimes, it's not the same moment, right? <laughs> These are great things to know. And if you're going to repeat view something and you're going to do it with someone else, you might as well get a little intel while you do it. The last thing I want to talk about, and this is sort of a deeper dive for people, but it's something I do a lot and I really enjoy and I think you might too. And it's called focus viewing. So you're picking a theme or a character or a, you know, aspect of the creative thing that you are experiencing. So the sound design of something that you're watching or the set design of something that you're watching, whatever it is, that theme, that character, that role, you listen to it or watch it or experience it only through that lens. If we're talking about TV, focus viewing a TV series can be educational because if you watch one character only through an entire TV series, you're absolutely going to learn more about that character because you're focused only on them. This is actually what led to my understanding that Betty White is the hardest working actor on the Golden Girls because I have spent countless hours, not 11 million hours, but, you know, maybe 4 million hours. <laughs> I have spent so many hours watching that show that I've done focus viewings of all the characters. And when I focused only on Rose's character, I learned a lot about what she's doing in each episode, for each episode, and like what the result of that episode is. Um, that's a longer story why Betty White is the hardest working actor on that show. But my point is any show, Golden Girls is a great example, but any show that's on for three, four, five, 17 seasons, it's a great opportunity for character focus viewing. Um, you pick a character, you focus only on them, you watch their strengths, their weaknesses, their faults how others perceive them, what role they play in the story, in each episode, whether they're the villain, the shoulder to cry on, the comic relief, okay? Even things like how often they appear in an episode or what catchphrase they have or word they use often will tell you something about the show, will tell you something about what the actor was trying to do with the role. Now, for the movie enthusiasts and future filmmakers, I suggest focusing on the behind-the-scenes stuff. Example, 
The movie If Beale Street Could Talk is an excellent movie to watch, focus viewing how costume, set, and lighting designers use color. So Barry Jenkins did both Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk, and in both of those movies, he uses color in the costumes, in the set and lighting designs to tell the story. So for If Beale Street Could Talk, red and yellow comes to mind immediately. I think that without any words or music, that story is still sort of there. The bones are there because the color symbolism is so, so strong. And you can absolutely read about color theory and be taught how best to wield color and tell your story when you are making films. I mean, I suggest that you do do that research and learning, but there is nothing like experiencing it in different pieces of content and trying to figure out on your own what color means in a story. The sci-fi TV show Fringe um, that used to be on is also a great candidate for this. If you watch that entire series focused on color and light, you will honestly be able to start predicting what is going to happen sometimes. And I'm not kidding when I say this. I was obsessed with Fringe and the use of color on that show provided endless Easter eggs for the viewers in every single episode. And again, this doesn't just have to be movies and TV. You can focus view anything as a creative. A series of art done by one artist studying their use of framing or subject. You can focus view a specific musician and how they use sound. Someone that immediately comes to mind is Pharrell Williams and his signature four count start that he uses in many of the songs that he produces. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Pharrell loves to start his music with a four count beat. And you probably can hear it in your head if I mention the song Happy. Um, but it's also there in so many songs, songs he's produced for Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce and Missy Elliott and Post Malone and Robin Thicke, not to mention when he was with his own group, NERD. He has been doing this for a long time. Uh, that song Milkshake is a Pharrell-produced hit from, I think, like 2000, 2003, 2003. And it has a four-count beat at the top. Um, I will make sure that the link is in the show notes if you want to hear all the four-count openings. But it's a kind of cool thing to know because sometimes you'll hear that four-count and you'll be like, huh, maybe this is a Pharrell-produced uh, you know, song. Anyway, what I hope you are understanding is that repeat viewing or experiencing creativity with your creator hat on and a focus on one specific element can really, really teach you a lot. You could also do a focus view of writing. Uh, you can focus on the type of lines given to people of color or queer characters in your favorite shows or movies um, and do some research on what works and what doesn't. You can do a focus viewing on how often women apologize in a script you love or a book. Um, how often women apologize in your own script or book, right? And that's something worth mentioning too. We can all do a focused viewing of our own creativity, right? Of our own work. How often do we use a certain color? How often do we set the same mood? How often does a word continually pop up in our work, in our conversation? This will work for any element of creativity that we are curious about. Since we talked so much about the Golden Girls today, I'm wondering what your favorite character is. Who on that show is your favorite character? And then what actor do you think was working their ass off? Obviously, they all were. And obviously, the correct answer is technically Betty White. But I'd love to hear what you think anyway. 
<laughs> uh, I would love to know who your favorite character is. I am interested. One of the best shows in the world. 11 million hours in April. <laughs> that is going to do it for us. We are on Instagram or Twitter at Creative Forever. That's Creative, the number four E-V-R. You can send me your favorite Golden Girl pick uh, at our email address, hello at Creative Forever. That's hello at Creative, the number four E-V-R. This has been uh, so fun to jump back into after our little break. I look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, don't forget to be creative this week, even if you just think about it. Later.